In his renowned book on education, The Making of Americans, E.D. Hirsch describes a picture from the Library of Congress called The Common School. This image depicts a young teacher named Miss Blanche Lamont and her class of students in the small town of Hecla, Montana. Hirsch writes that Miss Lamont seems to be a person who might encourage vigorous recess and mix some fun into the rigorous tasks of the common school. All across the nation in 1893, whether in a quick-built gold rush town like Hecla, now a ghost town, or in the multi-classroom schools of larger towns, American children were learning many of the same things. America had no official national curriculum, but it had the equivalent, an allegedly benign conspiracy among the writers of school books to ensure that all students would learn many of the same facts, myths, and values, and so grow to be competent, loyal Americans. While for some, it may be nice to look at the image of Miss Lamont's classroom and perhaps reminisce on some imagined and halcyon days of American past, the image strikes me for its complete lack of resemblance to the fundamental cornerstones of any modern classrooms. Miss Lamont's students display almost no diversity. They have no cell phones, and it is highly unlikely that any of them were able to fact check their teacher using Wikipedia. None of them had Snapchat or Instagram accounts with which they could potentially bully their classmates online, and while I am sure that they disagreed on some matters, many of them likely eagerly soaked in the manufactured and maudlin half-truths that they were fed about their country's past and its role in the world. We can be thankful that our modern students tend to be outspoken critical thinkers who question accepted narratives and are unafraid to express their opinions. However, schools in the world of 2020 are likely to increasingly find themselves in the position of having to make difficult decisions as to whether or not student expression is appropriate for the school environment. Let's reiterate the basics here once more. A public school is not a public forum. Therefore, content-based restrictions are permissible to ensure that expression is compatible with the intended governmental purpose, provided that regulations are reasonable and do not entail viewpoint discrimination. But these are not normal times, and with polarization and emotions running at levels perhaps not seen since the late 1960s, schools certainly have a vested interest in ensuring that both students and staff are well-informed and educated on the merits of constructive and respectful debate and protest, as well as informed as to the potential hurt and trauma that can be caused by hateful and inappropriate remarks. Because remember, staff also do not enjoy unlimited free speech in school. By starting the year with a thoughtful explanation of expression in schools, school administrators can save themselves some difficult moments down the road. Interestingly, research recently conducted by the nonprofit Knight Foundation on the future of the First Amendment found that both student and teacher support for the First Amendment is at its highest point in over a decade. However, the same research shows that there is a significant gap in how students and teachers interpret the rights conferred by the First Amendment. The Knight Foundation found that 75% of adults disagreed with the statement, the First Amendment goes too far in the rights that it protects, while only 56% of students disagreed with this statement. Increasingly, both K-12 schools and universities find themselves attempting to draw the line between what some students and teachers perceive as inappropriate expression and what others perceive as simply unpopular opinions. The noted historian Henry Louis Gates Jr. once described this battle as the balancing act between 
the political imperative to protect free speech and the moral imperative to suppress hate speech. These questions are not going away anytime soon, and schools will continue to evolve their responses to disputes over the First Amendment and the freedom of expression as new legal rulings come down the pipeline. Ultimately, schools and teachers must be proactive in addressing how students and staff will express themselves in the school setting. If a strong culture of respect, kindness, and tolerance is established, supported by a desire to present fact-based arguments and to be receptive to other points of view, most difficulties will be avoided. However, the wide open frontier of the internet and social media continues to loom large over both public and private discourse, and schools must be ready to confront new and unexpected challenges. In doing so, educators across America will continue to work towards establishing positive and stimulating school environments that promote the long-term flourishing of America's children, producing vigorous democratic participants to guide America through the decades to come.